GeekCast Joe here. As some of you know, I'm a morning person. As all of you know, morning people are the worst type of people. For help dealing with people like me, I recommend a switch to Death Wish Coffee, the world's strongest coffee. When you're checking out, be sure to use the discount code GeekCast for 15% off your order. Who knows? Maybe you'll become a morning person too. Death Wish Coffee, now available in the App Store and on Google Play. Hello, friends. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash geekcastlive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What's up, everybody? GCR here asking you to head on over to iTunes and subscribe and review our show. And then follow us on Twitter at GeekCast Live and retweet the hell out of us. I promise that if you do, I will eat this entire grapefruit. I'm not kidding. I'll eat the whole thing. Hey, guys. Rob Bass here. Just wanted to let you know that if you like our podcast and want to support us, be sure to check us out at Patreon.com slash GeekCast Live. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekcast live it's a trap Knuckleheads, welcome to episode 17 of the GeekCast Live Podcast. I'm your host, GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass. It's Nico. And Cartoon Joe. You got, you, did you guys purposely take like a, like a three heartbeat pause before you said your name? Was that on purpose? Was it, pause. Was it all of us? Every single thought- one of you. I thought well, I no, was just I, following uh, the, the, there must the be pattern. a delay then. It was it was actually it was it was uh I'm GCR with me as always. One heartbeat, two heartbeat, three heartbeats, rub bass, one heartbeat, two heartbeat, three heartbeat. It's Nico. Like what the f like you guys are conspiring against me. Well, I mean just that's not entirely untrue. Tonight. And but... now you guys can't not talk at the same time. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's called professionalism, Ryan. <laughs> Look it up, douche. Uh, well, welcome back for another week of this show. <laughs> That's how we're rolling it off. All right. <laughs> yep. You guys missed an exciting we've been kind of, show we've talk been a, about gophers. Kind of all over the place. Let's just talk over each other about gophers and whatnot. Gophers. Please tell your vole story. What is the yeah. difference? Well, what is the difference between a gopher and like a chipmunk, ground squirrel, vole? Well, a what, really, what is a gopher? A gopher weighs about fifteen pounds, and and the other ones are very tiny. What's a vole? I think a vole is is kind of like a mole, but with like, I think like a like big tooth burrowing. But he smokes left-handed cigarettes. Critter. Oh fuck me! I'll just be quiet. I think voles are like big I think a vole is more of like a state of mind. You know, you just gotta. (laughs) (laughs) A vole is a small rodent, a relative of the mouse, with a stouter body, a shorter, hairy tail, a 
slightly rounder heads, smaller ears and eyes, and differently formed molars. Yeah, I shit you not, that's Joe. what uh, Google has. Oh, Thank you. I, but a, a groundhog, Ryan, is a it's a big old critter. I don't think gophers are all akin to a I don't think gophers are as big as you think they are. Well, they're bigger than a squirrel. Groundhogs a, are a, groundhogs are monsters. You can't jug for a groundhog. A, I think a gopher and a groundhog are the same well, thing. You just need a really big mm, jug. No, gopher and groundhog are close. totally different. Groundhogs There's also known 35 as 35 species of uh, gopher. Who knew? Yeah, you know what my favorite one is? What's that? Bada's pocket gopher. Nice. What? The Sam Hell? There's also a yellow-faced pocket gopher, but no one really likes those guys. You're making these up. I'm not making Why would I make up gopher? Nope. Lower classifications of gopher. Just there's upper and lower gopher classifications? Yeah. Well, it's a caste yeah, system. How, is, is, there, is it a caste system? I just said that. Yeah, it's a caste system. Yeah, he okay. literally just said that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In all seriousness, I said it's a caste system. And you said, wait a second. What is it, like a fucking <laughs> caste system? <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to channel my inner uh, iced tea. This so, really so what you're telling me is these, like when these a gophers. fat kid likes cake and he's got too much cake. <laughs> like when oh, somebody buys it. too many scratchy lotteries. <laughs> or bets too much on the ponies. <laughs> or smokes too many cigarettes. <laughs> and it just it just fades out to executive producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> what is that from? Nailed. It's a, it's a, John, is it uh, John Mulaney? John Mulaney. Yeah, new in town. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. That's. A, um, new town. I, I have heard it. I couldn't place it though. God, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Wasn't that Joe that turned us on to that guy? I believe it was. I'm not. Yeah, maybe. I use, I use probably once a day. I I pepper in the conversation about how, and he was wearing reading glasses the show that time had passed. It's <laughs> <laughs> just such a great, like, non sequitur. <laughs> oh, shit. We obviously have nothing else to talk about. Ouch. No, nothing important happened in the last week. There's been no good movies. <laughs> somebody, somebody call Eddie Webb because we have a cast system of gophers that he needs to add to his <laughs> Pugmire world <laughs> man oh man he was uh he was actually named to the uh the gen con uh industry insider panel which is pretty cool nice. so we'll get to we'll get to hang out with him maybe come does out that come August. with like a soft meat crown and telepathy <laughs> soft meat crown <laughs> like some sober setup or wait are there are, are there gopher untouchables in this cast system? Uh, yeah, I believe like it's Sean under, Connery? If you, go, if you go on Wikipedia, <laughs> I think it's under the See Also Naked Mole Rat. Ah, hey, that makes... hey Nick. Huh. Only guy on the show that got that reference. Thanks, buddy. I keep forgetting <laughs> how old, how young these two shits are. That was, a, that was an how, Elliot Ness wait, joke. How, wait, what was that? Your your grays were poking through the the audio a little bit. That was a, that was a well-timed Elliot Ness joke that flew over both your heads. 
I didn't is, I'm, glad, I'm glad somebody threw their mid up though to catch it. <laughs> I was laughing instantly. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Like like Sean Connery. <laughs> oh shit, that was good. We were actually talking about that. We uh, this it's week on movie. M- well, this week on MPW, uh, uh, Jason Piles teased our upcoming episode with him, where we were going to talk about our Baker's Rushmore of movies, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I mm. said it's going to be very interesting because of the uh, the movies that will get brought up as like personal favorites or movies you must watch because we've got Joe and Rob in the podcast who are – they're 10 years plus younger. Not 10 years but eight, seven years plus younger. And at least and, half of us don't really watch movies. Well, that's, that's the other part. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see like – you know, I, I brought up our our music episode with Tyler Barstow talking about how, you know, all of a sudden there's like dubstep albums on someone's Mount Rushmore and you'd never think you'd hear that. So it's going to be very interesting, I think, to find out what our our eclectic mix of the top five movies you should have seen by now or whatever category we choose to fulfill. So speaking be- of teasers, make sure to tune in next week if you like <laughs> movies for the Jason Pyle episode. I'm really looking forward to be shamed, being shamed for my love of Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, I, I, I am pretty sure I'm just going to be disgusted by everything you're about next week, Joe. What's mine say? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Any movie with ostriches in it can <laughs> Is that just like a rule of thumb? Yes. How did you come up with this rule? It's I get one Probably rule. Much I get the one same way that, that, uh, that, and that's mine. Yeah, was much well, the same way. Was that it I because of dude? Where's my car? Takeout. Were you like who hurt you, Nick? <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> I well, I want to know more about the answer to your question, Rob. <laughs> While you were speaking, so was Joe, and he said something. I think about his rules for deciding on Chinese takeout. I do have. <laughs> I have Chinese takeout rules. Please elaborate. Um, well, just it's, it's, I've eaten at enough Chinese food restaurants to decide based on the name of the restaurant, whether or not it's going to be good to eat there. Um, so like one of the things I won't eat at a Chinese buffet that has empire or New York or King in the name. (laughs) So you won't eat at a Chinese buffet. (laughs) (laughs) There are, there are. Some that, that don't have those things, and they're they're excellent buffets to go so, to. So if there's if there's English words in it, it's no good. No, not always. Yeah. Like uh, in Valparaiso, there's the Dynasty buffet. That one would probably be okay. I'd okay. have to try it and, and what see. What if it was the New York Dynasty buffet? Nope. Okay, so stay nope, away. No from good. <laughs> okay. Are, is that your only rule? No, there are, there are other ones. Uh, another one is uh, if it has – like if it's if it's part of a numbered chain of Chinese restaurants and it has uh, – if the number is lower than, than three, don't even bother because they're probably faking. Give me an example <laughs> of a <laughs> numbered chain Chinese restaurant. Uh, if you went to like um, Hot Walk China Buffet number 12 <laughs> – you know it's a great place to eat. Because <laughs> it's not a number lower than three. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you are a, some kind of sideshow. So do you also like not eat the sushi after dark? Or... <laughs> I don't eat the sushi in the, in, in the dark. 
Good God, man. You don't eat pre-made sushi ever. That's a rule. That's I'm, a good rule. I like I'm that fairly rule. I'm fairly certain that this could be an entire I could derail our guest. I could just tell him he's not coming on this week and we could talk about <laughs> anytime, his Chinese take anytime out your rules. sushi is available within arm's reach of canned pudding. <laughs> fucking hightail it out of there with your colon intact. <laughs> so do you guys also finish up like trips to the Chinese buffet with uh um jello bowl races? No. Why? Or you fill a bowl with jello and then try to race around the buffet, like literally race. <laughs> Close. No, you, you, like everybody at the table gets that, a bowl of jello. The only and jello. buffets that aren't so humid, no, the cause, floor cause is, is going to slip they, out from underneath you. <laughs> no, they, uh, they, they cube up the jello in those places because uh, I guess that's how it's served in buffets. And uh, you, uh, everybody at the table gets a bowl of jello and you all try and race to finish the bowl of jello with chopsticks. So you're eating. Yeah. Well, I've never done that. Apparently, you two cats spend a lot more time in Chinese buffets than I ever thought of. I used to hang out there a lot, actually, (laughs) because I was a... (laughs) Honestly, it was the place to go. I was a magic dealer. You know who who is... It's just a treat to go to a Chinese buffet with is my father. Just an an absolute treat. Like, one of my Chinese buffet rules is, you know that one... There's that one buffet table that is like um, uh, uh, like pepperoni pizza, New York strip steak, uh, whole yeah, oh, whole the, catfish the, spaghetti. Yep. I don't even that you don't even look at the, that the table. Gajin buffet line. Yeah, you don't even look at that table. Just stay the, the stay away. <laughs> where they spend the least amount of money to appease the simple palated round eye. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, that shit's been there for two days. That's my minimum. dad's. That's my dad's favorite table. Of course, he'll also eat all the Chinese food. But then he'll it'll be like he'll have like um egg foo young with gravy. He'll have some uh, like a uh, Szechuan chicken, a black pepper chicken, uh, beef and pea pods, and then he'll have like a uh, cheddar garlic mashed potatoes and spaghetti. Because fuck it, I'm at a buffet. And it's – I look at him. I watch him eat and then he'll always get like um, – he'll take a bite and say like, hmm, that's not crab. Well, like, <laughs> like of, co- of, cor- of course it's not. Of what course it's not Like crab. he's shocked by this development. But it, it's every time. I've actually seen him take a bite of it and say like, ooh, that's not crab. And then he goes and come, he comes back with a second plate and that, that fucking thing is still – he's got – he went and got another one. Like, I guess he likes it, not knowing exactly what he's eating. Yeah, he's a treat to go to. Uh, he's it's actually an experience going to a Chinese buffet with him because you never know what he's going to come back with. Sounds amazing. <laughs> I almost want to try it, except for the instant indigestion. I'm going to get watching him eat that spaghetti goulash <laughs> from the Gajin table. Mm. I honestly I want to know. I really want to know all of Joe's. No, we don't have to do it now, but at some point I'd like to know all of Joe's. Um, decides on where he eats rules, and I'd also <laughs> like I'd like to to get the comprehensive list of Nick rules. Um, uh, like <laughs> this might be a, this might be a two part episode <laughs> those are, type of scenario. Those are like uh, those are like four books you can buy in a set next summer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. That's simply amazing. You can pick them up on BritDuaneusEbook.com. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh boy. But 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 they'll never get shipped to you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, with with pinpoint accuracy, the sniper hits his target. <laughs> oh shit. So for for uh. next week. So we're doing um we're doing Mount Rushmore best, Mount I, Rushmore worst, Mount I, Rushmore personal faves, and Mount Rushmore must sees. I told I told uh, Jason or most overrated. I told Jason that we'd do a uh, uh, we would do a Baker's Rushmore of yeah. the of the uh, um, your personal top five movies. Well, I think we got to do like a. I think you have to do like a top five. Across the board, separate from your personal top five. Well, no. Then, then there's then there's a there's your personal top five. Then there's your just like you did with with the albums, the music conversation. We had our, our top five albums. Then we had our top yeah. five like albums of all time, removing all personal, like yeah, right, right, right. And then and then I thought we'd do like a um, a a list of um, movies. I want to do. You should I have do seen a by worst now. or 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 call it most overrated. I think that's probably the way to do it. Most I would overrated. love to do a most overrated top three. That's fine. Well, it's fine. Either top you could three even or just do the, your your most overrated movie. Nah, I, you I, can never. It, they're all the Highlander. You, you can't. There can be only one. <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> well, um, you got to have some choices. So I, I think that's. There's some homework ahead of us, but I think we can nail it. We could duke nailing it if you know what I'm saying. Rob's list is going to be sloppy. I'm just calling that now. Ooh. I love you, Rob, but wow. I have a feeling it's wow. going to. What do you mean by that? I, I'm curious yeah, now. I'm, I'm sorry. Let's just. <laughs> Joe, what was your, what was no, your no, do no, review this week? Start, we've, we've started this. <laughs> well, I'm setting the table now because I know that I know I'm going to be on the receiving end of some shit in about 30 minutes. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Wow, setting the table to be shit on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week I sent you guys a video from uh, Cinema Sins, uh, picking apart The Force Awakens. Yeah, I, I like those guys now. I didn't before. I like them now. I've 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 decided that, like, well, first of all, I mean, Cinema Sins they are a nitpicker. They're like the nitpicky of nitpicky nitpickers. Well, you have to. Yeah, you have yeah, to absolutely. be if that's going to be your stick. I to- yeah. I totally agree with you, and I've found that like um, I'm trying to find honest criticism of like movies I love, and it's hard for me to do because I like them a lot, and I don't want to criticize them, and so you have to resort to nitpicking, which is why I think I like these guys so much. Well, yeah. let's let Joe lead into it because I I have thoughts. Sure, but, uh, um, Joe. I've got lots of thoughts, but I think the the thing that stood out to me the most about this one is that it's the only one I've ever seen that took off like seven sins for awesomeness. <laughs> yeah, so like as, as nitpicky as it got about certain things, he was very generous with the forgiveness. Truth. So that's not a normal thing. That. There's not usually forgiven nope. sins. No, no. It's usually how far down into hell can we take this film? Gotcha. So well, I I was I let it wash over me like a warm, soothing rain because I felt a little guilty about you know because I am as big a Star Wars fan as anybody you'll find, and I felt a little guilty after the you know the first time I watched 
Force Awakens, like, eh. you know, a couple parts. You know, overall, it was still mm-hmm. awesome, but I was like, Ugh. and so this just absolutely like affirmed everything I thought. Even the nitpicky stuff, I, I let it slide because so much of it is just bleep and spot on. Absolutely. For example, for well, we go through examples, but oh, please. Um, well, I'll let I'll let Rob talk first, but uh, I'll see if I can cite some things. But it, some of the stuff is just kind of. I'm talking about the movie itself. Some of it is ridiculous and needs kind of a light. You know, you have to laugh at it. Well, like like when he made the comment about like a uh, like in case you didn't realize that this is just like Nazi Germany. Here's more <laughs> of this. And <laughs> right, exactly. Well, the fact that you know it's that it's such a reboot of a New Hope, you know, I mean, it, it really is in every way. And you know, the fact that that they're kind of having fun with all those little similarities, I thought was was nice. The uh, I will the, say they, they they are very thorough in their uh, just. To, tearing apart like not even like in a bad like tearing it apart in a bad way like just all of the stuff that they go through and like you said nitpick like it's impressive like i i genuinely even like gave it a chuckle a couple of times just because like it 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 is silly nitpicky things but like they they make excellent points just throughout because every Um, every thing having to do with luke's map in every facet was just ill-constructed and forced in the movie. I mean, truly, no part of it made uh, really any sense. And the fact that they kind of catch every one of those <laughs> is... Weird thing, to, weird thing to me, and this is total honesty, When I, I've watched that movie now like six, seven times. Mm-hmm. I never once thought about the fact that the map is so fucking stupid. In that movie, as like a MacGuffin. oh, that didn't that didn't get in your crawl it right had, away. That you, got me not much. until I watched Cinema Sins that I even think like, like, like oh yeah, like a why did he leave a map? B why did he? Why is the map in fun little like puzzle pieces? Like actual, they are like actually shaped like fucking puzzle pieces too. And there's only one puzzle piece. All the rest of it is stored in R two. <laughs> the whole fucking right. thing is in Sleeping R two. And that's – I honestly didn't – it never once crossed my fucking mind. I'm, I'm dead serious. Now now do you see why movie-going experience has become such see, torture for me? Uh, yeah, well – Because that stuff like jumps out at me right away and then it, it messes with me. I mean I saw all the obvious allusions to like, oh, look, another Death Star and and I it, right away it was, it was pretty – you know, when, when they're like, well, there's if only there was some sort of exhaust vent on this planet. And then the new guy who no one knows is like, oh, there is right there. I mean, I was just a janitor, but there it is. <laughs> a janitor. <laughs> the, the one that the one from the movie that actually there's two that kind of pissed me off the most. And the, the, this kind of made me giggle at almost everything about um Finn's escape from the Death Star with my man Oscar. Everything about that dialogue in the TIE Fighter it irritates the shit out of me. 
You know, why are you introducing yourselves in this <laughs> firefight to escape? Save that till you're safely away. Well, think of it this way, though. If they would have saved it to the safety of the way, they never would have known each other's names. Because I, I Finn, Finn wouldn't have lot, even gotten but I mean, Right. He'd still be yeah. FN24865 or whatever his name was. The one thing that I – the other thing I didn't notice until Cinema Sins was uh, – uh, well, first of all, it was let, let me mark you so I know you're the stormtrooper that failed was funny <laughs> as hell. But then, <laughs> but then the part where he walks in, looks to his right where there's obviously no one there. Then the camera pans to his right and bang, Captain Phasma standing right there. Yeah. I didn't notice right. that. I have yet – I'll now never – not notice it. It's like Joe shared a, a video with me this week about people in TV shows using empty coffee cups. Right. I'll never not notice empty coffee cups on TV now. I'll never not notice that Phasma was never there and then Phasma was there. And it, it almost – Cinema Sins in a, in a certain way actually ended some of the magic of that movie for me. <laughs> you know what's funny? And, and this didn't bother me at all. It just was funny was when Hans – takes a pot shot with the bowcaster. It's like, and you know, I gotta, I gotta get one of these or I like this. And he's talking about really, that's the first time you've ever shot Chewie's bowcaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing in the movie that, that bugged me right from the very first time I saw it and it, you get past it cause they don't make it doesn't last. But when they're on whatever that can, the bootleg Moss Eisley, <laughs> and Mas, that stormtrooper's place or whatever. Yeah, when that stormtrooper tosses his blaster and whips out his his chakra stick. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was dumb. Like Traitor. right away dumb. Yeah. No, well, yeah, and then so I've got I've got this this stick of Wait, ass fuck destruction just on my hip all the time and I'm going to whip it out now. Well, it was it was it and throw down my perfectly trooper. good blaster. I, I think uh, Rob, I, Rob I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think Nick realizes that, but that that moment should have been, what that move it should have been was the scene in Indiana Jones where the dude starts flashing his sword skills and Indiana Jones just shoots him. <laughs> right. Finn should have yes. been there with the lightsaber, and the stormtrooper should have said instead of instead of saying oh, I've got this cool stun baton, he should have just shot him with the blaster and then moved on to Absolutely. other things. Which I, I get would upset the plot line, but still. And and it would have taken away a, what I what I think is a pretty cool scene from the movie, as contrived as it is. Right. But, yeah, well, like it, I said, it, it's it'd not, be a lot harder not, to sell the uh, the prologue material that that exists too, that explains why he's so upset that Finn is a traitor. That's the other thing too is how often, and this is maybe maybe I I just don't know the answer. For some reason, I always envision all of these stormtroopers always being in their stormtrooper getup, like in the showers after a shift, <laughs> uh, you know, in the dormitory playing billiards. Mm-hmm. I always, I always wondered how did he know that this was the guy who was the traitor? I mean, there has to be what? How many stormtroopers are in that fucking on that planet? Oh, and, and and he could recognize the one dude out of costume. Right. They were from the same training platoon. Is that? Oh, is there a backstory to this guy? Oh yeah. 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 TR8R, is that his name? <laughs> uh, that's what uh that's what he's called. Uh he's uh it's not Slip. Slips is the one that dies on the first planet and marks uh Fen's helmet. Um What the shit is his name? I should know it, but I just don't care. No, you shouldn't know it. 
<laughs> well, no, because I've I've read it before, so it should be in my brain somewhere. But I've, anyway, it's not, that scene didn't upset uh, my didn't upset That's my movie going experience or anything. But I just was like, wow, what? Come on, amongst many others. So, yeah. um, the thing I, I never I, noticed was I how enjoyed quickly. This tremendously. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Why the fucking fuck is this Tie Fighter have a tether on it? <laughs> so good. Instead of shooting the, so the the guns, why don't you fly as far away as you can? Eventually, yeah, right? you're out of range, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's 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 nitpicky, but that's his shtick, and I I there's a place for him in my I'm life. I'm completely okay with it. Me too. I, I watch. A, I actually watch a lot of Cinema Sins. So, Cinema Sins and Honest Trailers. I watch a I watch a good handful of their stuff. So. I didn't realize that Cinema Sins also has like music video sins and yeah, that's, all sorts that's of other nice things. One. That's fantastic. And I like I mean, his I like his format too. I like that he keeps the sin counter up in the top left. He has like a running so you can say like in 17 minutes I've found 145 sins. Well, it's good stuff. Yep. Yeah, I I thought this was very excellent I enjoyed and enjoyable. It. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to get away from cracked. You know, do well, something new. It's so. whacked. That's accurate. Huh? <laughs> so our uh, uh, you're so hip, right? What's What's neat is to keep on the Star Wars theme for just a second until we make a hard segue to the other Disney property. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Uh, our guest, uh, uh, Alex Yard Esquire. Uh, gets a hold of me on Skype and says, hey, I'm here. And I said, cool, we're about ready for you. And his response was, Red 5, standing by. <laughs> which is fantastic. Which is about awesome. perfect. So we're going to go, I'm going to go ahead and add him to uh, said call. There's, there's his handsome mug. Red there. Lobster, standing by. Hello. Let's see if, let's see if he also believes that Wrath Tars is a fuckity fuck fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what about Reptar? Yep. Like from the Rugrats? Rathtar. Rathtars. Yeah, the, the green dinosaur with the arms and the stomping. No, I think he's the, talking the, about the, the, the spaghetti the monster. Pickles is really into him. <laughs> the Han Solo uh, monster thing. Yes, the shitty spaghetti monsters. Yes, yeah. Those. What about him, Nick? They're just a fuckity fuck. That's, oh, just that whole that whole scene. <laughs> they, they're that, a plot that device. Whole, yes, of course. That, yes, that 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 thing was. All of Star that, Wars is plot oh, device. You can't oh, even. Oh, oh. No, don't even. Yeah, no, 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 no way. No, no, no. no that's, Here, that's, you, you know what my biggest qualm with that scene was is that they please. wasted um, those excellent actors from The Raid and The Raid 2. I don't know if you've ever seen those films, but these guys are amazing martial artists. And I, when I saw that they were in the film, I thought, A, there's going to be some kick-ass fighting, and B, they're going to be amazing. They're going to be Jedi, they're going to be some kind of, like, you know, mercenary something, and the guys got eaten by the spaghetti monsters. Right, they, they got, like, I, 10 I will seconds agree of screen with time, that. and then got the, the spaghetti the, monster. The, it was a waste of great actors, oh my but... God. You, you, you can't just say that. Oh no, it's plot device. It's the worst thing ever. That no, whole, all of Star that Wars, whole seven all of Star minutes Wars ever could have gone away. Has always been plot device. No, that whole seven or, minutes was useless. Toy sales. Didn't do anything or for the story. Sales. 
it was just filler, and that that's the time. Yeah, that's what the time I want to know I... is where's where's my Rathgar? There should be a hashtag. Where's Rathgar on the <laughs> shelves? <laughs> I, they are missing out. There, those are some massive sales. I feel like you can pick them up in the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Thing under <laughs> under meat wads. Under meat, yeah, meat wads. Yeah, <laughs> with spaghetti. So, how are you, Mister Yard? I am well, thank you, my my friends. I am I am doing well. Good, 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 good. Well, we uh, besides the fact that we enjoy your company, ah, uh, you you serve a purpose here tonight to be our our uh, our civil war compass. Okay. Because uh, while we haven't uh, officially talked about it, I have a feeling that uh, at least one of us is going to be a detractor. That doesn't sound right. Okay. <laughs> Who will it possibly be? So, Nick, would you like to have uh-huh. the floor? Or would you like to have oh. us talk about how we like the movie first? You you wound me, you know? Fucking <laughs> 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 highbrow. <laughs> I get blacklisted for for being a voice of levity, for for possibly being a voice of reason in this otherwise hysterical circle jerk. So yeah, reason and logic have no place here. Who the hell are you? I'm 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 your conscience. Well, okay, and your your moral compass. Okay, so I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to go on record, and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to adjust my Marvel movie scale. I think a couple weeks ago I said uh, my favorites were Ant Man, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, in that order. Yeah, in that order. Mm -hmm. I have a new order. Fuck me. The the number one Marvel movie of all time is Captain Avengers: Civil War. Followed Captain, Captain Avengers. Avengers. I haven't seen Captain Avengers. Uh, <laughs> suck it. Cape and everything. Suck my dong. Uh, my That's favorite part was when he laser eyed the bad reference. guy and then dual wielded the swords. By <laughs> Captain America, Civil War. Number two. Oh, I really enjoyed that movie. Number two, Ant Man. Number three, Winter Soldier. So Guardians has been bumped to fourth. Oh, my. Yes. It does, that doesn't even so, that doesn't even upset me because I think Captain America: Civil War is flawless. Of course you do, and you gave it a ten on MPW. I'm I, sure. gave, I gave it a ten on MPW. I think it's flawless. I heretofore have found nothing wrong with it. It's after. because of you, Ryan, that I can't enjoy I, going to movies anymore because see, I know that I, I have to sit there and have digest it with a discerning eye because you're going to give some absurd perfect score. It's a perfect things. score. It's a, it's but it's a, not like it's the only one. You give a perfect story to that, that Owen movie. Wilson escape movie. It is the only <laughs> movie I've ever given a perfect score to. It's a perfect movie. It's flawless. See, I is, I would well, be in disagreement with yeah, that. I would say that there are most certainly some flaws there. If, um, holy shit. Well, I, I, can, I did concede this point on NPW, and I'll concede it now. And it tags along perfectly with cinema th- with cinema sins. If you are going to find a flaw with this movie, it is in it is nitpicking. Which is a critique, and it's it's well within your bailiwick to do so, but it will be a nitpick if you find something wrong with this movie. Nice use of is, bailiwick is, and nitpicking. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Is Scarlett Johansson just kind of being like weak throughout the course of the movie nitpicky? Go to bed. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I actually may cut the tether on this. Because I feel like that, like that might be nitpicky, sure. but that's kind of a big thing. I was what? getting ready to go back to back with you, Rob, like broadswords against the army, but I may actually fucking cut your Achilles tendon and run. No, like I, I, I like her acting but i just felt like black widow just really sat on a back burner throughout the course of this movie like it was was just well it was far from what like performances of black widow in one of the marvel films she was she was a uh not a titular character Mm -hmm. and she was nor is she she in any other marvel she was just as backburnered as um let's say hawkeye no, yeah, but that's, Hawkeye that's was in for true. just one scene. They had her in for the course of the movie, pretty like for for the most part. She was so she was f- important enough to have in the background of more or less the whole movie, but not important enough to do anything with. Like even the one opportunity that she had to play like double agents and stuff, and like start like actually doing Black Widow things or actually getting involved with the story. She's like, "Oh well, I'm just gonna let you guys walk away now," and then they walk away, and that's the that's the end of that. Well, she backburnered herself all the way into her own soul. Hold on. Hey, before we get too deep into that, since we take like our opening, you know, salvo stance here, we've heard Ryan's somewhat predictable knob slobbing. And then, of course, Joe's only seen two movies this year, so he's going to go with a 10. I'd like to hear a somewhat impartial, intelligent voice that we've brought on this show <laughs> to kind of get us back on track <laughs> the back before, door. I even, before I even tag in. The, 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 front, side, the front side compliment com- uh, combined with the backhand it's the, the intelligent uh, critique is, that was well done. That was well done. Okay. Words okay. good. Thank you. So, uh, Alex, yes. uh, g- g- give, me, give me a 90 second top off Okay. Well, I, I think I wrote on my Facebook a little bit of what I thought initially, and I still I've got a million things I'm doing, so I haven't written the um, the review yet. Although I kind of felt um, I thought that it was better than Age of Ultron, but it wasn't as good as Winter Soldier. I thought Winter Soldier was a tighter story. I thought Winter Soldier was, uh, I mean it. It, it, it kind of hung together as a film on its own that I didn't need to see any other Marvel film to be able to follow what was going on with Winter Soldier. And I felt that this film, you really needed to kind of do your homework as far as kind of following along of who everybody... Like, I could imagine, okay, this is the guide for me. If I'm seeing a movie with my Aunt Gladys and she's not asking me who everybody is, then... The, it's clear, it's tight, it's, you know, it can kind of stand alone. I don't need to have a lot of front loading. I don't need to know who everybody is. And, you know, I get it. Um, I thought that, although that being said, I thought there were some amazing things. I thought that um, uh, Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther was spot on. I thought that was a great incarnation of that character. Um, I want to see more of him. I thought that Tom Holland surprised the hell out of me as giving us, I mean, again, he was on the screen maybe seven minutes, I don't know, but that seven minutes rivaled kind of like the whole two movies that Sony put out of Amazing Spider-Man. You know what I mean? I mean, the guy just kind of blew it out of the park. He was amazing. Um, I loved Marissa Tomei's, you know, Hot Aunt May. 
She was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I thought that that whole kind of playful banter with Stark in the Queen's apartment with her, and I was like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't come in and find uh, Stark kind of, you know, giving it to Aunt May. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that aside, I think that um, there, there was definitely, you know, the airport scene. That's what everybody's talking about. That's kind of like, you know, wow, that's, that's kind of comic panel you know, big splash page kind of like nerdgasms for years for people. They're going to be looking at that scene and going, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, I think that Marvel has a problem with their uh, villains. Um, you know, I didn't expect Baron Zemo to have like the adhesive X and the big, you know, purple mask and sword fighting. I didn't expect that. But this guy was just kind of this guy that was disgruntled that was kind of, you know, I mean, he had this kind of you know, very complicated plan that was, you know, kind of things were coincidentally, oh, this kind of worked out the way it did. And people seem very, you know, well, I, I don't know. I, for me, I love the MCU. I love the movies. I love, you know, and I love this movie. But it just seems that uh, this is just kind of the 12th example of S.H.I.E.L.D. not being able to do its job very well. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't understand how um, it's, it, you know, one of the things that really struck me as uh, while I was watching this and, and, you know, I probably need to watch it again. I thought, you know, wow, I really want to see more Black Panther. I really thought that, you know, at by the end, you know, his whole thing, I mean, he he had the most skin in the game of this. He was the one that really wanted revenge. I mean, his father got killed right in front of him. Um, and he kind of took the high ground and, you know, his kind of like thing is like, I'm not going to let this destroy me. Whereas, you know, you know, Cap and, and, and Tony are just kind of like at odds. And that last fight was just kind of, you know, it was heartbreaking. That was kind of, that was kind of Anakin and Obi-Wan, you know, you know, I loved you like a brother kind of breakup, right? That bromance. And, um, you know, but, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was interesting to see, you know, how things broke down. Um, but again, I, I feel, yes, it's a great movie. Yes, I love Marvel's movies. Um, I, I love the fact that they're going to have, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming uh, coming out. I love the fact that Black Panther, and, and again, for me, it's like, this was a great kind of summation. I think Marvel, uh, as far as having a trilogy goes of a single character, I mean, uh, Captain America is the one that they nailed the most. They nailed the best. I mean, and every movie got better and better, except I feel like, you know, Maybe, uh, let me make an analogy. I think that the, with Captain America, the three Captain America movies kind of break down almost, not quite, you know, in the same vein as uh, episodes four, five, and six for me. Me personally, I think that the Zenith was the, the, the middle part. Um, was the Winter Soldier. And the last part was good, but not as good as the second part. So for me, that, that's just kind of where I'm at. But again, I can see how people could give it a 10. I can see how people could really like love it and be kind of like swept away. But I, I feel like if I'm looking at this kind of, you know, objectively, that, um, you know, it just 
you know, like, what was the point of having those, well, there's five other, you know, Winter Soldiers out there. Let's go see them. The guy shoots them all. I mean, you know, I don't know. Were they supposed to say spoiler or anything? Okay. Oh, well. God, we don't do spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. It just seemed, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I walked out of there and I immediately for, kind of forgot what happened, except with Spider-Man, the whole Underoos thing was awesome. And you know, and, and Black Panther. And, and, and that's just where I'm at. But I'm glad they didn't, things didn't blow up. I'm glad things didn't fall out of the sky. I'm glad there wasn't like this huge kind of destruction. I love that there was kind of practical effects and the stunt people need to get Oscars. All They never get Oscars for these kinds of movies, but the hand-to-hand stuff and like the kind of end close fighting and stuff, that was just amazing. That was, that was some of the best kind of like fight, superhero fight kind of stuff that I'd seen. So, you know, again, I, I liked it a lot. I, I just don't, I don't, I'm just looking around and saying, okay, everybody really loves this and I don't really love it. So is it me? I don't know. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> I, okay. I, um, I am, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. I am both angered with you, Alex, and in awe. Okay. I'm just gonna. I, there's nothing more that I think I can say. Okay. That's, that's the most fucking spot on, pinpoint accurate analysis that I've heard yet. I, He's angry because you articulated it better first. Yeah, you correct. <laughs> just so you know, it's not because he disagrees with you. I don't hate this movie. I, I like this movie a lot. I'm gonna see it. Again. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. It's it's a great movie. It's yeah, just it's not, fantastic. It's not Ryan's stroke level it is like you said flawless it is without a doubt not i don't think it's flawless no i I wouldn't go that far at all no but um and and, and one doesn't have to nitpick to find a couple flaws for sure what are your flaws like give me give me a specific flaw in the movie well maybe maybe we're defining maybe we're defining flaw differently the the two big ones is is the the um well, I guess the the villain in this case just wasn't wasn't compellingly laid out for for the whole course of the film, and I I'm not saying you have to have a just a giant you know unbeatable fight type of villain, but it just it it was a little a little um, hard to follow, and not for me so much, but it just. It wasn't. It wasn't a great villain, and it wasn't really well explained. And yeah, but did, you did, didn't. You did, didn't. You didn't feel his. You didn't. The movie wasn't about the. It wasn't about Baron Zemo or Daniel Bruhl. That was you. I mean, it, it wasn't supposed to be. A, the, there was no need for an antagonist. So well, yeah, there was. I mean, the the whole he's driving everything from flushing Bucky out and wanting to turn and everything like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, he I dressed mean, up okay. as Bucky. I, I like, I like, so. I like that plot line. I mean, it, yeah. it, it just wasn't. It well, I don't think it was articulated very well. At least not to the point of of being flawless. It wasn't bad. Again, I'm I'm not a I'm not anti this movie really in any way, but I I really. <sighs> I didn't. I won't say I had a problem with because that's being too dramatic. But the 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 titular scene, the airport scene, I just it it doesn't work for me. It it just it just didn't. What it's it, what would you there, have needed to make that scene work for you? Well, there, there's no. They're really not trying to hurt each other. Well, of so course, we, they're not. You know, 
so it just seemed like okay, this is kind of so the just a fight really for high. fight's sake. If, if, yeah, it, uh, again, it's like the the last fight was kind of like you know the gloves are off because you know this dude killed my mom. I don't give a shit. You know, they were just kind of going at each other. They would really kill each other. At one point, you know, Cap could have took that shield and just kind of cut the guy's head off. But he didn't. He kind of checked himself. But they were going there. They, and, and, and that was compelling. The other fight, the, 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 the airport fight, was kind of like, you know, was cool because everybody was kind of showing off their powers. And, you know, exactly. again, that, that, it was, that was, uh, was it great, was, uh... but... It was, I don't know, it was emotionally awesome in terms of like uh, you know just the the sheer action, but you know, but you, think, you, think you, about you kind of sl- slow down and pay, hold on a sec, hold on. You slow down and even pay attention to the layout. I mean, there's like this perfect semicircle of planes and trucks. If you look at the the up screenshot that sets it up for it, kind of the the way they you know run out and kind of you know. I mean, I get why they do it, but it was just a, it was just a smidge too theatrical for for my enjoyment. Compared for, for, for the movie you were watching, the in opening the fight scene, the opening fight scene, or the opening two fight scenes are some of the best I've ever seen. Particularly the, the, the crossbones. The, uh, when when the ger- when the German uh, the special uh, forces German special guys, the SWAT or whatever, yeah, Bucky's apartment. That was awesome. That is just that is everything you could ask for in an action scene. Oh yeah, just amazing. So, see, but if you if you if that, you look at the look at the source material, which I don't think they followed. Very, I mean, they obviously didn't really follow it that closely. But it, but until until Thor kills uh, Goliath or the Thor clone kills Goliath, they're they're even up to that point. They're kind of pulling their punches against each other. No one's fighting to kill each other. Until the stakes get there, so that's what that airport scene was for me. There really wasn't stakes it, involved in that. They weren't Hawkeye. I mean, even Hawkeye and and uh, and Black Widow. Black Widow Andrew. actually have a. They actually talk about the fact that I know. But so, so why do it then? I mean, so why are you why are you blasting each other and throwing each other through? Yeah. Well, I think Black Widow's doing it because she. Well, I mean, I I think Black Widow was a was on Cap's side the whole time, so she's not really going to fight Hawkeye anyway. Well, Cap Cap's not going to hurt little Spidey Man, you know, not badly. Um, you know, Iron Man's blowing stuff up, but he's not really going to hurt anybody. Vision and and Scarlet Witch could <laughs> fucking end something if they really decide they're going to put their back into it. So it was just like, okay. but that's the thing like, that was like Rhodey's ability were... to walk. They were on opposing sides of an argument. They weren't um, – They uh, no one had killed somebody's mother yet. So it's uh, – they're not – they're not the, – I mean of course they're not there to kill each other. They're there to subdue each other or to stop the other one from getting to the fucking helicopter. It's not a – you're looking for stakes that weren't there. So of course the stakes aren't going to be there. So again, again, I think nitpicking. Flawless movie. But once they discovered this plot of there's these other winter soldiers out there and that, well, look, we need to go investigate this. Why, you know, why not? I mean, look, 
you know, Black Panther was looking to to stop Cap and Bucky, and and Black Widow was just shocking him so that he could, you know, so they could get away. I mean, if she's going to do all that, why didn't they just say, "Hey, why don't we go check this out?" And then, if it turns out okay, then we can all go back and you know, party at the you know the Avengers Mansion or something. I mean, it just seemed to me that like you know, again, it's it it, it, it kind of convenient, kind of a uh, kind of over kind of complicated plan and nobody kind of like saw through it you know right and the only people that really had you know skin in the game which was black panther because you know he survived the bombing his father didn't and you know maybe tony because you know he finally finds out the secret the the worst kept secret and i understand how tony stark didn't know this because he kind of started the avengers he was in shield he did all the i assume all the computers and everything else for for shield he broke into their mainframe in avengers and found out that they were making weapons how could we couldn't find out who killed you know his his, as, his well, i guess especially I especially I mean, since there was a convenient i guess well, it if was he was under the impression that there Alex, was a it was car only crash, available though, on russian it's kind VHS of cassette <laughs> It was slipped through his dragnet there. You could only watch it if you listened to the locals' numbers station and he, he, he copied down a, the Morse code. He didn't have a red, uh, you yes. know, uh, uh, composition notebook. Right. The full star of binder. words. Yeah. Did that allow his... That Trapper Keeper. I want a Trapper Keeper with that star on it. That would be right? awesome. The other thing, too, though, that you got to... And I know you guys all know I'm not talking to idiots. But this movie's also... <laughs> this movie's also burdened with having to further the MCU. So the movie yeah. can't end with a, oh, you know what? Let's just all get on the Quinjet. Let's all go check out the, the, the Super Soldiers. And if everything's good, then we're fine. You have oh, to. You hey, have, no, no, hey, you have to don't let get me wrong. Drama. I, I build. just, I just pointed out a few I mean, things that I thought were a little, but, a little iffy. I, I don't have umbrage with the storyline. I, I, as a matter of fact, I love the movie. I, I would give it a ten. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Nick, because I know you, I know we've talked about this. When I give a rating on MPW, um. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not a movie critic and like I, I really don't really know what cinematographers really do. So I don't uh, uh, I can't critique a movie. I don't, I'm, I'm not a devotee of Roger Ebert like Jason Piles is. But what I can do is um, enjoy a movie or not enjoy it. And part of a movie rating to me is it's re it's rewatchability. That mm-hmm. that is a huge factor in my rating. Um this movie is incredibly rewatchable. Well, I, I, my thing is, I think you should just switch to a four star rating. I think that's more in your wheelhouse than a, than a <laughs> one through ten gold stars that score stickers. Because <laughs> the 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 perfection, I think, just has to be reserved for I don't know something. This is a great movie, but not it's a flawless. perfect movie. Perfect ten out of ten. How many patronizing pats on the See, head would you give Steve Rogers for this stuff? <laughs> That's what Nick would rather you you judge this in. Yes, is there? Can I get some sort of a emoji the, for that? The funny thing is, is that you know Steve Rogers, as portrayed by uh, oh gosh, Chris Evans, he's you know he's kind of a he's kind of a stiff. He's kind of you know it's it's like. I like Captain America. I don't love Captain America. I mean, the way he kind of portrays him is, is you know, and, it, and and he hasn't kind of grown as far as that character to me. Like, like I've seen, 
who have I seen that's grown in their, you know, maybe Tony Stark, maybe um, Robert Downey Jr., like from when he began to his arc has changed. Well, I was just going to say, it's, know, it's, the, it's the best, it's the best uh, RDJ as Tony Stark, I think, that we've seen. Yeah. Oh, no. I, you know what I loved also? That beginning where he was in, he was doing the TED Talk at uh, MIT. Yeah. And His fat young Rob that was that was awesome. <laughs> His the the whole and I know they did it like how they do you know when they did uh, uh, Patrick Stewart and uh, and uh, um, and uh, uh, H- Hank Pym. No, 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 no. You know how they they kind of smooth your face out, you know, with the computer graphics and whatever, and kind of you know. I mean, it, he yeah. looked like how he looked in like less than zero. He was like this teenage Tony Stark, and right. then you know they they shut down the hologram and you know he's kind of reliving his whole thing i thought that was great i thought that was brilliant and alfrey woodard she was amazing as the mother that like confronted yeah him said, that was strong i mean that was a great piece of acting and when you see his face i was like i get tony stark's motivation as to why he's so sold on he says yeah we got to get put in check because this is the kid and he says this kid here he, you know, he didn't go to Paris. He went to Sokovia and a building fell on him and we were because we were kicking ass. I mean, that scene right there. I mean, boom. He was, you know, again, Robert Downey Jr. Because, you know, he has the chops and he's, you know, Robert Downey Jr. But but his growth as a character throughout the MCU, I think, has been really phenomenal. You know, whereas Cap, you know, he's he's kind of Cap. He's, he's always Cap. And, you know, I think, you know, what will happen if he gets to Wakanda and, you know, he, he hangs out and, you know, he'll loosen up a little bit. I think the next time we see him, he'll be he'll be cool. <laughs> well, and, I think with, and I think with Peggy Carter dead and his new relationship yeah. with her niece, I think that and that's kind of creepy from the past. <laughs> Completely normal. No, not creepy. I'm dating my aunt's old friend. Um, yeah. Who very Woody, very Woody Allen of him. <laughs> it's not his daughter. <laughs> well, yeah, and she's not Asian, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could double back to one of uh, Alex's points that I I just wanted to agree that I thought I, I wasn't apprehensive about it. I just you know like everybody else, I really wasn't sure how well it would hit. But the the entire casting of Chadwick Boseman and the Black Panther character, I was really really positively. Wow drawn into i just thought that was as you said pretty spot on he was um an excellent choice for that and that that character just uh came to life i mean he was this this guy was a crown prince this guy walked around he had the swag and even when he had his costume on like when he was chasing after winter soldier he had his costume on he just had his like chucks and his sweater Oh, I love that whole scene. That whole scene was just (laughs) fantastic. Our our man, our man, JC from uh, Table Forged says uh, on our Facebook page, uh, uh, I did not expect them to fucking nail Black Panther. I figured he would be cool, but not the coolest fucking character ever put on the damn screen. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Spider-Man was amazing and perfect, but goddamn Black Panther. Yeah, I mean, it was just it. It was it wasn't forced. It was, nope. it was, dude well, was it was dude very was believable. Sexy as shit. I don't sound stupid, but it was very believable, you know, yeah. every part of it. Um, and I'm with you. I think my favorite black angst, Panther is kind of like warrior spirit slash sort of political, you know, my favorite black royalty Panther guy was when, 
uh, newly brainwashed Bucky breaks out of D23. And he's like you're saying, he's just got like a like a like a panther tooth necklace and like a pair of kicks and some chinos. And he's just like, uh, I'll just I'm fucking here doing a thing. Well, that whole scene is awesome because first, you know, just inner civvies. Cap's girlfriend comes in, gets a, gets a few kicks, and, and gets her gets herself knocked out. And then well, Natasha and you wanna, comes in. She's she's said, "I'm gonna take a shot at him." You when know, you want to talk about growth in. of a character, it went from in the Avengers where Cap tells Tony Stark, "You know, you're nothing but a dude in a suit." And then here's Tony. He doesn't have his suit with him, but he's still he's still getting in the game. Oh yeah, I think right, he's got he's got his his glove of infinite wisdom and he's going to mix Yeah, he's it up. got that he's got an old NES power glove and an and Apple he's Watch. He's going expecto patronum. <laughs> and he's got that lightning or that light bomb or whatever. <laughs> what is that, to, that what is Tony scene, Stark's just, Patronus? A bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> yes. Just a bottle of Jack. Mhm. That's funny. <laughs> One other um, here since I'm since I'm known to be the nitpicking guy, I guess that's my role. I, and I, I love Hawkeye. I mean, I love Jeremy Renner, everything. And I know that they had to have him for the symmetry of the six on six. But, you know, his role was was pretty forced. You know, hey, uh, just, I'm, I'm going to show up and I'm going to try and, you know, take out vision and throw and a few one liners. I'm going to shoot some arrows. And... Hey, guys, well, I also just, got it, the it memo didn't, didn't, to show well, up at the I'm airport. Not, I'm not mad about it because I, I – I, I love that character, but he, it didn't flow. He, you bring up – I'm glad you brought up Hawkeye though because, Alex, you had a – you posed a great question on our Facebook group today and I had never thought about it. Which was what? The, <laughs> the, uh, oh, the raft. The, the raft. raft. Right. Yeah. You even like, said, why you, the hell would you, you have even said Hawkeye? They didn't build that raft for Hawkeye. Well, why the hell would you have? I mean, do you know? Do you know how much money it would cost to house a prisoner in this undersea, freaking, you know, sub, you know, Blowfield James Bond thing that they had? I mean, come on. Which is obvious. I mean, which is which is which is is it's obviously staffed because there's there's guards there, so there's oh, yeah. also like a kitchen and there's probably a barber. It's like the Pentagon where there's yeah. everything you would need for your it's employees. Everything you need because it's underwater. So you can't just kind of, you know, you have to stock up. Like I'm thinking like a nuclear submarine, like they have everything they need. They stay underwater for six months or whatever, and then they come up. Right. I mean. But they didn't like, build that for Hawkeye. Who is this for? And so my whole kind of, you know, with the way I think is that, you know, and again, it's like wishful thinking. It's like they're going to fill this thing full of fucking villains that they haven't killed or we haven't seen yet. Well, and it's like it's like you you actually started your question out by saying if they show you a gun in the first act, they're going to use it in the third. Yeah. So, they've just introduced the raft, the the super secret shield prison, mm-hmm. and when is that going to come back into play? And that was the question you posed, and yeah. I did I, Rob, I don't know if you had seen that or Joe if you had seen that question, and I'm just wondering what your opinions are. I mean, my initial Guess is going to be it, we're going to see a lot of it in Agents of Shield. It, it, I'm worried that we won't see much of it come come any more Avengers movies or anything along those lines. If only because it seems like a lot of the villains that we've dealt with so far, um, they're kind of one off villains. They get killed or they get uh, um, put under so bad that they're not going to crop back up. Um, 
not to say that there aren't some, like we've still got Red Skull floating around there somewhere. We've still got Loki out there, things like that. But Tony Stark's still an Avenger. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> wow, Joe. Well, and Cap's secret Avengers are out there now because he got them all out of prison. <laughs> Where they're going to remain in hiding until, you know. Yeah, but the only one that you would really Infinity need to lock Wars, up in the raft was Wanda. Right. Wanda's the only one we would have to lock up in a place like that. I mean, look, you know, Banner is gone. He's to the winds. Who knows where the hell he is? He's with Thor right now, probably doing Thor 3 Ragnarok up in Asgard, right? So uh, he's is, kicking it in Asgard. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but my whole thing, and, and this is kind of like what I was, again, I don't know anything. I'm just a guy. But if it was me, and I was Feggy, or I could tell him, or I could talk to him about was phase four or five, because they have to be thinking of that, because they've already blowed their wads. They're like, oh, yeah, Thanos, yeah, we're going to do Thanos. And then what happens after Thanos? So if they have Black Panther in there, and they already are going to do this whole kind of Infinity War thing, I think they might kind of, and again, my whole thing, and my whole theory depends on the partitions being um, dissolved between Sony, Fox, and Marvel, is that you have a X-Men versus Avengers, and that's a more recent kind of, you know, that kind of spawned this whole kind of Marvel now where you have the female Thor and you have Miles Morales and you have Ms. Marvel and you have, you know, Superior Iron Man, where Tony's turning like real... Tony's more Doctor Doom than Doctor Doom as the Superior Iron Man. So you have these characters kind of evolving and changing and, you know, kind of passing the torch. And I'm seeing this as like maybe, you know, four or five, you know, uh, phase four or five. After all these like one-ofs that come out with Black Panther and Doctor Strange and all this other jazz comes. Aren't they they a more or less shutting it down after Infinity Wars 2? No, no, no! no, no not shutting it down. Started, that's dude. just the end me? of fa- that. That's just the end of that yeah, phase. That's that's, that's that's the end of everything that's been released thus far. That's why I think that there's a lot of back room because you know we would look. We got Spider Man. We all kind of like you know came on ourselves, right? So imagine if we had X Men and look. You know, the X-Men films are doing well. Apocalypse is kind of, you know, but it's it's still solid. They're building toward the future. They're, they're building toward the future. That's what they're doing with these younger characters. They're building toward the future. And eventually they're going to get, you know, Fantastic Four back because Fox is going to say, help us, because look what happened with Deadpool. Deadpool was awesome. Deadpool, you know, kind of saved that whole end of it for them. I so, think Fantastic Four's had their chances. I think they're, well, I, they're you, going you, to go where to stay. No, I think they got to Marvel. Well, you yeah, might not. You it, might not as have soon as a, Marvel gets their hands back on it, I could see a, a really solid revitalization of the Fantastic Four. They're I, going to. Sorry, Rob. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, like they'll they'll skip the whole origin story, so we we don't have to see that again for the upteenth time. They'll probably even skip Doctor Doom for everyone's sake for a little bit. And I could I could see them very easily, especially with all of the cosmic shit that they've got going on with the MCU. Fucking throw them out in space. That's not the first time that's happened. Sure. I don't think you'll even see. I don't think you'll. It's going to be a long while before you ever see a Fantastic Four movie. I don't think that means it'll be a long time before you see members of the Fantastic Four. Because you could just you could just have Reed Richards walk into a scene in Infinity Wars and everyone knows who the fuck he is. And now you've got it going on. Yeah. And 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 after Thanos looking for something to do, if you have if now you have Galactus 
And if now you have, I mean, you could do a whole movie where it's just the heralds of Galactus for fuck's sakes. So, um, there's a, I, I, I like agree and disagree with you at the same time, Rob, which is really weird. They should have a word for that. I don't know if they do. Ambivalence. Yes. I'm ambivalent with you right now, Rob. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just thought that was a really good question. And then ASAP brought up the fact that, and I, I own Deadpool. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet because I'm waiting. I'm waiting until uh, tomorrow. I'm going to watch it with my wife. Uh, we're going to make some – I'm making baked chimichangas, chicken chimichangas, and we're going to watch Deadpool. But Not pepperoni um, and olive pizza? Not having pepperoni and olive pizza, no. Hmm. Um, supposedly in one of the deleted scenes, uh, they actually mention the raft prison. Yeah, I heard. Who dead- was that? It was Alex or somebody. That yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was uh, Sapunzis uh, yeah. mentioned that they, he actually, they actually mentioned the raft from the Civil War movie in a deleted scene of Deadpool. So they would have mm. to have known that the raft was going to make an appearance in Civil War, which means someone talked to somebody. So maybe the partitions are already coming down or maybe they're already building to the thing behind the scenes and we just don't know it yet. So that was interesting to me when I read that. That's awesome. It's you will have awesome. to let me know what you find out on that. Oh, definitely. It's all – it's all – it's all fun. We're we're in we're in a weird golden age of comic book movies. So, how do you how do you compare it uh, to Batman versus Superman? Or I mean, because it is comparable. They're they're similar in tones. Mm, I think it's kind of apples and oranges. Batman versus Superman, and and because I think that you know Marvel, their kind of brand is different than DC's brand. Even, you know, when you look at the books, I mean, when I saw Batman or Batfleck, everybody was making fun of Batfleck. Nobody's making fun of Batfleck anymore because he, he fucking nailed it. He was awesome. No, I think we ranked him as one of our, our top Batman. Yeah. And so when he, um, you know, when you look at that portrayal of Batman, and I'm thinking, I'm seeing, it's funny, I'm seeing like, okay, this is Jeff John's Batman Earth One. He's he's doing this. And when I see this whole kind of exchange between, you know, uh the future, you know, Superman quasi-general of Darkseed guy, evil Superman, I'm thinking, I'm seeing Kingdom Come meets Injustice. And I'm I'm just looking at the plot. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the books. I'm seeing the, I'm hearing the dialogue when I'm seeing these different portions. And I think that it's unfair, um, you know, to, to if you, if, if you just kind of walk in, it's like, okay, wow, I'm going to see Batman fight Superman. And you have no kind of like background kind of like reading any of these like books or the one ofs or, you know, whatever you're, yeah, you're definitely going to get lost. I think that in a lot of the ways it is comparable in, you know, civil war and this, because it does talk about this kind of, you know, kind of broader themes. Should we be doing this? You know, what's the limits of our power, that kind of thing. And I mean, yeah, that's, that's great, but nobody wants to, to, you know, have five movies to that. Everybody wants to see everybody punch each other in the face or, you know, throw a building at each other or, you know, do some cool shit. And so, you know, I was like parademons. I was just like, wow, parademons. That's awesome. I never thought I'd see that. So, but going to your question, um, I think that, 
there were similar themes of power and power unchecked and unilateral action and, you know, government control and that kind of thing. But I think where Batman and Superman kind of took it to a different level, and again, they were seriously burdened with kind of hatching the DCU, you know, right on the back of, (laughs) you know, the, you know, basically it was a Batman movie, um, Man of Steel sequel, uh, Justice League extra features featurette and, you know, intro to Wonder Woman and, you know, the kitchen sink. I mean, yeah, that course, was my biggest complaint gonna, with it. it. There was too much going on. But every time I've watched it, I've watched it like three times now. I always I'm getting a little bit more and I'm liking, you know what I'm liking even more now? Now that I've seen it a couple of times, I've seen deleted scenes. Like Fucking Lex Luthor. Everybody like, oh, they have a problem with Lex Luthor. Dude. This guy got like downloaded like 10,000 worlds worth of information out of the fucking Kryptonian archives. Of course, you'd be a little rattled too, you know? So (laughs) I think that, you know, this is awesome. And his whole kind of like, you know, the bell can't be unrung and he's coming. And everybody knows that that's dark side. Everybody saw the Omega symbol. Everybody saw the parademons. But that's the thing. Half the people didn't know what the hell that shit was. People saw the Flash doing his kind of Flashpoint you know, kind of running on the, you know, the treadmill and, you know, oh, look out for him. And this is a message from the future. And people were like, what the fuck is that? You know, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they had so much shit to do. I felt sorry for him, man. I was like, dude, he's got to do so much, man. He's like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest, fucking Zack Snyder. So, you know. While we're on these comparisons, and I'm probably going to catch a little bit of flack for this, but in terms of orchestrating a super uh, superhero fight, I think Lex Luthor did it better. Just in terms of everything that Baron Renzimo was trying to do in terms of just uh, orchestrating everything and progressing in his own plot, Lex Luthor's just the culmination of the fight just seemed much, much better. I'll agree with you there. Yeah. I'm actually, you're not going to catch any shit from me. Wow. And that says something when Lex Luthor's fucking crazy plan is more sane than fucking Baron Zemo. <laughs> and like, crazy. I didn't even do it. Here's, here's the thing, because I like the idea of Marvel taking uh, a, a villain that isn't a super villain yeah. and, ma- and thrusting them in the role of antagonist. I really like that idea just because you're in this world of gods and things that are so much bigger than you. Yeah. It, it's cool to see some mortals step up to the plate and and bat with them for a little bit but it was just it was so weakly done well and i I think there's a reason for that and i think the reason for that is that he's not actually the villain of the film iron man is iron man is the main driver of all of the action that happens in captain america's storyline i I could throughout the entire film i would agree that he is the antagonist okay that's fair enough that's what i'm saying and if you think about it like like, that all of the stuff that Tony is trying to implement with the Sarkovia Accords, with everything, is all from the mistakes that he made. Stark Tower is the tower from which the Chitari were, were summoned. Um, the 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 airships that were destroyed in, in Winter Soldier were the ones that Stark built so that they could try and curb crime – I guess my question at this point then was why even bother with Baron Zemo? 
I kind of agree with you. I almost don't even other other than like, to, yeah, well, they, they, they needed the someone. They needed no, someone and, to and, stir and the pot. And I would pot. agree with that. Like, no. I, I, he was he was definitely one of the weaker points of the movie. Like, none, none, I, again, I like the idea of that mortal trying <laughs> to step up to the plate and getting even getting tossed in the mix. But like, it, it, it was even still, it was just kind of weakly done. They might have even been de- better off just not having him and focusing more on the infighting. Yeah, I, I think you're right, yeah. but I, I think the only reason uh, they brought him in was so that they could introduce him to bring him back later. Yeah, well, and they, I, they had and I guess you needed some reason killing, though, for Winter to Soldier start, to, to stir go. things up. I mean, right, that's to fair that. too. Yeah. You know what I think? I think Martin Freeman in like one of the deleted scenes is going to get pissed off and put his face in adhesive X. Ooh. <laughs> what? He's going to be torturing him, waterboarding him or something. Something goes wrong. He's waterboarding. Something's happening. There's some kind of adhesive X gets on his face and his face is covered with that fucking purple shit. I don't know if you guys know. Do you know Baron Zemo? Like what the character like in the comics? Yeah. He's like no. this. Yeah. He's he's like this. He, he, he's he's a Hydra, you know, big shot. He's a Hydra honcho. And, you know, not Red Skull level, but, you know, up there. And, um, you know, he he prides himself as being like, you know, one of the greatest sword fighters or whatever on Earth. And, you know, he's like this evil skiing guy. He had adhesive X on his face and in his and his face is covered in this purple fucking mask. It's ridiculous. I mean, when he was created, it was like in the 60s. Right. So people did this. You know, I mean, he's a villain from there. He's like a Batroc. You know, like kind of a crazy one-off villain, right? Yeah, but he's yeah he yeah, he's a crazy one-off villain, except for the fact that he's a founding member of the of the Masters of Evil, and sure. he was a he was a founding member of the Thunderbolts, who we mm-hmm. who's one of one of the Thunderbolts bases was the Raft, and we now have you know. we've got General Thunderbolt Ross and Baron Zemo and the Raft. So I'm just yeah I don't know conjecting, but. Uh, that being said, I, I guess think about it like that. They did really set it up fairly well for um, Zemo to come back and – what did they – He's shit, the that's... only villain that's there. He's the only guy left in the raft. Cat's yeah. everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the they, so they, set up, they could set up something between Ross and him really easily for, for a future I film. I think Ross is going to be Red Hulk. I think they're going to do Red Hulk and Thunderbolt Ross is going to be fucking Red Hulk. You got, I'd like you to see that, but where do you think they would fit that in? I don't know. Infinity Wars. I, I, don't, or... I don't think Thanos is going to be the big bad in Infinity Wars One. I could see that. So, so Thunderbolts would be a, a, a relatively easy choice to throw in there, especially with the progression of all of these superheroes becoming fugitives and vigilantes, essentially. Well, and and and, and I, you know, as much as they're going to try to make Infinity Wars One a, which is getting renamed, by the way. Both well, of them are. As soon as they, as soon as they make it to where there's going to be some semblance of victory, that is when Thanos will arrive and make it realize that the every, you know, all the ground you just gained is gone, and we need to call in backup. And then here comes part two, and I could see where Thanos. Uh, I guess he wouldn't recruit these bad guys to be his henchmen because I don't think Thanos needs henchmen. But I could see where you're going to have a. You're going to have a, a, a Thunderbolts, a Red Skull. Uh, Loki will probably be involved somehow unless he's dealt with in Ragnarok. So I, I just – I think you're going to see a lot of these guys coming up in the Infinity Wars 1. That's where I would fit them in. That's really the Two only place questions. Two questions for you guys before we start to wrap it up. Do you think – I mean I know Civil War is a comic book plot, but do you think that 
this movie serves to sort of effectively put the Avengers on ice while the rest of these one-off MCU movies, you know, roll out in the build-up to Infinity Wars? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then part two that then is, this is just spitballing, but who of, of all the, of all the good guys, who do you think actually is the kind of the uh, scores, the coup d'etat at the end and takes out Thanos? Squirrel girl. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yep. Howard the Duck. Yes. I, I, I like was going to say Adam Warlock. <laughs> I, I was going to say Iron Duck, but yeah, Howard the Duck. Um, I, 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 Nick, it could, I, I don't know, it could be. To answer your first question, I think because we know that Tony Stark is in the new Spider-Man. We do? I, yeah, he's, yes. he's, he's playing, uh, I don't know how big of a role he's playing, but it's a substantial one. Hmm. Um. He's uh, he's the whole reason that Pepper Potts isn't with him is because he can't stop being an Avenger. So he's he's the he's the leader of the new Avengers at this point. And it, what is it? It's him and Vision and Rhodey and Spider-Man at this point. Those are the mm-hmm. new Avengers. That's all we got left, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, and he'll probably go on to recruit a Stephen Strange. You'll probably see something like that. So that's who's going to be. That's who's going to come. That's going to be the first salvo of Infinity Wars, I would think would be the new Avengers until he has to take that burner phone that Cap gave him. It only has like five minutes on it because Cap doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah. He can't even afford a place <laughs> in Brooklyn. And he's going to call in Cap and then Cap's secret Avengers are going to come save the day. I can deal with that. I think. And and I, and most likely, they'll be. it'll probably be a flawless movie. Do you think he's still bitching well, about you, not you've being already, able to pay a nickel up all for a burger? Flawless chi there, Chauncey. So the <laughs> best that Infinity Wars can do is be on par with. <laughs> what was that, Rob? That's what you said. So do you think Cap still gets pissed about not being able to pay a nickel for a burger? Yes. Yes. I still get pissed about that, and I didn't even experience it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and still we- pissed off. There's still not 49 cent tacos. Uh, dude, uh, Jack in the Taco Box. Taco Tuesday. Well, ones that won't cause my anus to bleed. Oh, well, that's sorry. Right. I should have prefaced. Sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know you were being particular. I thought you just wanted a forty-nine cent taco. Like a forty-nine cent taco is a forty-nine cent taco. I mean, if concerned. you eat enough, all you can eat tacos on Taco I should have Tuesday. Clarified. Any I tacos the can be forty-nine cent taco tacos. Sorry, is what I meant to say. <laughs> oh, so we're all satisfied then? Have we all got our? Have we all got our angst out? Are we all happy with Civil War? I've, I'm upset that Nick wasn't more angsty. Oh, I have one more complaint. Oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> Iron Man's uh, Martha moment. Not actually a complaint, <laughs> yeah. just, you know. How do you know that name? <laughs> what do you say that name? I guess my other – I guess I would have one more complaint. Now I'm an Iron Man. Martha won't die tonight. I, uh, I I guess the uh, the only other thing that I could say that I was kind of disappointed in, and this is just me being a fanboy and wanting to see Blood for the Blood God, but I really, really wanted Tony Stark to punch Cap in the face one more time and just to boot uh, uh, Bucky right in the mouth. 
at the very end like just well, one more like off, solid so. like just like just probably even a curb stop even just just like in, like, a, like, like american history x yes like just just get rid of bucky Ooh. cut him from the movie go full bad guy you can't now they they've shot so much of their wad at at the bucky character amazingly yeah that, that they're they're all in he's gonna get himself a new arm and a new contrived plot line <laughs> in 50 years when he wakes because up because you know what steve can't quit him <laughs> well no, neither neither can t'challa now now he's got he's going to keep him on ice in his crib for a little bit and then now they're gonna be buddies they, yeah. since they buried the hatchet yeah i can't quit you steve <laughs> <laughs> i can't quit you buck I can't i'm quit. with you to the end of the line <laughs> so all you're saying is we have to say these other list of words and then you'll be fine <laughs> building dump truck water crest whale shark egg. <laughs> oh somebody needs to come up with pistachios pumpernickel prom queen <laughs> beats oh Pucky you're back the, the best the, the, I'm, just, I'm gonna post it on the Geekcast live group tonight what 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 seven words turn you into a sociopath? <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so fucking funny. Joe, when you said prom queen, I swear to God I had to fucking put my finger on my dick hole to stop pee from coming out. That's how that's how strong the urge was when you said prom prom queen. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. Alex, what are you geeking on this week? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. No, um, not to change the subject too much, but um, there's a film coming out that's near and dear to my heart. I actually spoke to the uh, principals of it, the director and the star of the film, and um, it's it's called I Am Talent, and basically it's this 17 year old South African um, skating like uh, protege. I mean, this guy is a phenomenal skateboarder. He's homeless, and this is his story. Um, it comes out on uh, May 13th um, on you know video on demand and iTunes or whatever. It's brilliant. Um, the guy he uh, he does he did these um, do-it-yourself videos, um, and you know folks like Tony Hawk and Kenny Anderson like checked them out, um, and they wanted to bring him to the U.S. Um, to you know kind of help him out and get him sponsored and. And stuff. And the director, I spoke with him and the director. And I mean, I tell you, man, I had like tears in my eyes being in it because this guy's story is so, I mean, there's no child should have to go through the stuff that this guy went through. But the, the incredible thing about it is that it didn't make him bitter, didn't make him, you know, angry at anyone. I mean, this guy is so like peaceful and so brilliant and, 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 and everybody that like had anything to do with this guy, you know, it's a documentary. And so you see, you know, folks, you know, everybody touches kind of he changes them for the better. Um, and he's, he's a really, you know, outstanding young man. And, you know, I wish him the best. And I mean, this is a story that people need to see. So I'm really geeking out about that. I hope he does well. And uh, the film is called I Am uh, Talent. It's called uh, you spell his name. It's 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 T H A. L E N T E, and it's currently uh, playing event screenings throughout the U.S. and it releases digitally on uh, May 13th. So 
Everybody, please check it out. It's it's an amazing story. It's like the Rocky of skateboarding pictures. Yeah, send us a link to that. We can, oh, awesome. We can yeah, yeah, it. I will. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I'd like to check that out. Definitely. Joe, what about you? What have you been geeking on uh, this week? This is, this is finals week for me. Uh, mm. So I have uh, probably really only been geeking on, on Civil War this week. So I haven't really had time for anything else except for overanalyzing that film. <laughs> it's done wonders for you. Oh, it really has. You know. <laughs> you overanalyzed to the point of giving it a perfect score. You know, well, it's the first it's Marvel movie that rewarded me for for doing my homework. So I was really happy with it. <laughs> Very subjectively. Uh, Rob, what are you kicking on this week? Um, I just picked up a game recently called Chivalry. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here at all. Um, it's basically Call of Duty, but medieval. And it's pretty fucking gratifying in every way that you could imagine. Yeah? Uh, yes. Hmm. Uh, it, the, the controls are kind of complex, but that's just because there are so many different ways that you can swing your sword or spear or mace or what the fuck ever you have because they've just got so many different weapons and um the battles are just a- absolute bloodbaths and it's uh yeah no it's it's really worth checking out uh so if you have steam and some money to burn and you want to waste your time with a game uh chivalry definitely worth it Wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, Rye, what about you? And Ryan. Okay. Uh, Nick, <laughs> sorry, your turn. Sorry, sorry. I may have been talking for the last fucking 20 minutes. I've had, right. well, I've had my no, mic on sh- mute. Oh. Well, it's, I, I, yeah, fine. I it's had my to, turn now. I had to burp. It, I didn't want to do that during Alex's geekery, so I muted it. Uh, uh, in case you didn't hear me. Uh, Alex, that sounds really cool, and I kind of want to see that. So, but don't my, worry, we took care of it for you. There, my, my bike was on. <laughs> so, got that going for me. Uh, ahead, thanks Nick. for asking, Rob. Um, uh, I've also been a little bit caught up in this Civil War uh, research, but I'm uh, I'm I'm geeking on uh, home improvements this week. Can I do that? Sure. Like Tim Allen. Allen. What are you doing? Are you doing it yourself? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but nothing that good. Just like spring, you know, fix it projects um, of the uh, of the exterior, you know, like gutters, the deck, gutters, taking down tree limbs, splitting oh, some no, logs, awesome. uh, hauling in some topsoil and some new rock mulch, you know, just all that kind of a uh, you know home ownership, man. Awesome. Yeah, you know, domestic bliss. I just uh, with, with some Civil War mixed in, you know, there you go. keep it cool. I just planted uh, uh, Hold on, 14 uh, trees today, Nick. That's not what I'm geeking on. I'm just I'm I'm, oh. I'm piggybacking on your uh, work around the house thing. Well, you're up to what, like 180 now? Yeah, I actually I actually went and uh, I fl- I flagged all the trees I planted last spring, and I have like a 90 percent uh, like that are still alive. So oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing wow. I'm I'm really happy. With how much my, how my much your windbreak have you got done? Um, we just planted, uh, well, when, when I planted the, the, the previous windbreak, I didn't know where my house was going to sit. I just kind of took a guess and I stopped way too early. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's why tonight we planted, uh, I planted uh, 10 black spruces, two Norwegian spruces, uh, an apple tree, and a king crimson uh, maple, um, which I'll The talk mother about. of all rock and roll trees. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah. talk, about, I'll talk about my trees in a second because I got I to gotta apologize to Joe. But you go ahead. Finish your thing. I, w- I was just going to ask what you're geeking on this week. Oh, cool. Um, uh, I'm a Little League baseball coach uh, for my son's team. And uh, we've had like uh, eight games in like seven days um, with like making up for rain outs and stuff. And uh, while I hate being like a head coach of stuff like that, because I'm just not good at it. Um, I'm not good at like phone trees and like <laughs> like emailing parents and stuff. That's what you get the assistance coach to do. That's well, that's why I'm well, that, or, or or I just I, I volunteer to be the assistant coach or that or the dad that will be at every practice in every game. One of the two things. And uh, it's just uh, I, I did that for soccer. And I just ended up they just said, well, you're the head coach then. So that kind of <laughs> put it right in my pooper. Well, they, they actually they, I got an email from the, the Little League board saying, hey, you're uh, one of the three head coaches for our our AU team. And I said, no, I'm not going to head coach anything. But uh, if you find somebody that needs an assistant coach, I'll, I'll gladly step in. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's uh it's a husband and wife team. They're they're. Uh, a little bit older than me, but uh, they're local and their kids on the team. And uh, uh, Betsy's her name and she's the head coach. And she is a take no shit. Like, I don't care if, if we win or lose, if our fundamentals are sound type coach. And uh, nice. it's actually been, it's just been really, it's been really rewarding to see like, uh, you know, you go from T-ball where you throw it to them. Like, you know, you take a knee five feet in front of them and you toss them the ball or if they can't do it, you put on a T to now we're putting it in like a 30 mile an hour pitching machine. And to see my little guy get a base hit or to get, you know, he had like a, he was he went like two for four last game and scored a couple of runs. It's just, it's really cool. I'm really geeking on little kids baseball for some reason. That's awesome, dude. So yeah, it's been, it's been pretty neat. Yeah. I can't believe they let you use a pitching machine. Yeah. That's the, that's the, uh, the age group we're in now is uh, it's pitching machine all season. Um, and then, uh, the next, it's 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 eight U, which is eight and up, but it's if you, you're supposed to be uh seven or eight to be in the league. Macklin's six, but he'll be seven this summer, so they kind of let him in. And then after that, it's uh, it's live pitching until uh, you can be in that league until you're like uh, eleven years old. Cool. So, all right, all right. But hey, Joe, I gotta apologize to you because you made a really you you were actually just trying to help me out, and I thought you were making a joke. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I wasn't joking. Because I said that I, I bought a King Crimson Maple, and I said, or as we'll call him from now on, Tywin Lannister. And then I said I bought an apple tree, which we'll call, like, uh, Fossaway. And I was making, like, a Westeros. great names, by the way. I, was I really remember that. I was making a Westeros joke. And you said, are, are you going to get another apple tree so you're going to have apples? And I thought you were making fun of the green apple Fossaways as if, like, like <laughs> – and that, that's I thought, meta. God, that's actually hilarious. I didn't think you were actually saying like, dude, you need to buy another apple tree or you'll never have apples. <laughs> I, I thought you were making fun of the green apple fossil ways. And I was like, no, I wish that I were now, though. And I was oh, like, I, was like yeah. I actually think I said like, ha ha, good joke. I like my apple tree. Fuck off. 
And, and, and you awesome. never you never got back to me, so I, I just wanted to apologize. Thanks for giving me the heads Probably up on the you fact told that the fuck off of over your speaking apple of, tree. Speaking of Westeros, you got you got to pollinate that bad boy. I didn't. I mean, know. are you guys gonna do? A, I mean, maybe you've already done it, and I haven't heard it. But are you guys gonna do a like uh, Game of Thrones WTF? What the fuck is going on right now? Yes, because, it's because because the Tower month. of Joy, Tower of Joy, dude, Tower of Joy was fucking awesome. Oh, you fucking wound me. Oh, come on, Alex. Come on. You've you been so, been so strong. It's better with lightsabers. That is true. It is really good with lightsabers. <laughs> it is really good with lightsabers. I'll give him that. boy. <laughs> Sir Arthur Dane. Sword yeah. of the Morning. Yeah, sword of the... No one would fight with two swords. <laughs> he was awesome, though. He looked good. He did look good. Well, I mean... D and D were really well, looking for a Darth Maul like character for this season, like, and just like General Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> what does he need? Uh, More blades, more arms. I I will say anyone can look good when you're up against squinty sun always in my face, Ned Stark. Yeah, so that's true. Yep. Oh, and Rye, um, I found this awesome, awesome. It's uh, like one of those 13th century Japanese woodblock kind of drawings. You ever seen those of like samurais and shit? Yeah. Yes. But it's it's a Civil War one. I, I I posted it. I sent it to you. I I, I tagged you on uh, Facebook. I just saw it. I was looking on my phone. I was like, oh, you'll love this. Yeah, it's amazing. You should look it up. Searching now. Oh, my. That is fucking cool. Isn't that awesome? And like Spider Man's this fucking ninja in the sky and shit. It's awesome. I think the best one is War Machine. War Machine is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Thanks for tagging me in that one. Yeah, that's great, man. I did not realize what that was when I scrolled by it earlier. That's epic. And then Falcon is up. It's like a he's like on a kite or something. <laughs> hey, just so you guys know, and then we'll I'll read this and then we'll sign off. Uh. Joe is the first person to respond to the, uh, just like Winter Soldier's Trapper Keeper of Brainwash, what seven words turn you into a murderous sociopath? <laughs> Joe's words are eggplant, foreskin, chapstick, Microsoft <laughs> Office, screwdriver, <laughs> rhubarb, decaf. Ready to comply. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's awesome. Alex, thanks for coming on and spitting your Hey, man. Fella. You know what? I, I Anytime, man, really. I'm, I'm like the fifth Beatle. You know, whenever you guys <laughs> need me, I'm here. Perfect. Thank you. And uh, we'll, uh, I guess, uh, flip like something, hey, something flip where, side. Where can our listeners find you on the regular? What was that now? Oh, if, yes. If, yes. If, our, if our listeners like your like your input, they, 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 of your they, gym. Can, they can find me um, at... Uh, um, all things geek uh, on the goodmanproject.com. They can find me on my Facebook, uh, which is Alexander Yard, or they can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, that Alex Yard. So, that Alex Yard is probably the, the kind of catch all. Like, if you like my stuff, you want to, you know, see my witty repartee, then, you know, then that's where you can get me. And uh, I post uh, new content twice a week. Take a look at it. I've got a huge archive, maybe 300 articles on uh, things that aren't very important. So <laughs> please check it out. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us again, Alex. It's been a blast. It's oh, always you, fun. Guys. 
Thank you. I'm I'm humbled. You guys are awesome. And uh, you know, geek on. Geek on, my man. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one, buddy. Next time. Later. Have a good night, fellas. You too. I feel the indomitable Alex Yard. I feel both uh, tingly and yet empty when he leaves. That's love, Rye. Is that what that is? <laughs> That's the feeling of love. Like, like Leia when her hand got tossed off the bridge? <laughs> no. Yes. I'm sorry. Exactly like that. Spoiler alert. Jesus. Or do people already know that? Is that not a thing that we need to worry about? Eh, I think we're safe. It was in a meme somewhere. So. <laughs> I love the new... the. Completely unrelated, but I love the new Han dad joke meme. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I'm not familiar. Oh, yes. it's, uh, uh, I got to find one now. It's basically the exact same thing as the Walking Dead Coral meme, <laughs> where he tells like a bad dad joke, but at the end of it, he gets lightsabered in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Save the plugs. There's plugs. Stay for the plugs. Air plugs. What plugs? Tobias Fionke. What? (laughs) (laughs) The man, the man inside me. (laughs) Anus tart. Operation Supply Drop has been with us from the beginning, and we are a better podcast for it. These guys send video game care packages to our troops both domestic and abroad, and have raised well over a million dollars in doing so. If you could help us return the favor by following them on Twitter at OP Supply Drop and by checking them out at OperationSupplyDrop.org, we would thank you most kindly. If you like what we do and want even more of it, support the show at Patreon.com. Patreon is a website that allows listeners like you to support your favorite artists, musicians, and high-functioning creatives. So head on over to Patreon and search GeekCast Live today. In a poll where Professor Xavier, Luke Skywalker, and Garfield the Cat were all asked, what is their favorite coffee? None of them answered because they're all fictional characters. But if they could, they would have said Death Wish Coffee, the world's strongest coffee. Be sure to check them out at deathwishcoffee.com and be sure to hit them up on the iTunes or Google Play. Check out Death Wish Coffee. If you like what we do, be sure to follow us on all your favorite social networks. You can find us on Twitter at GeekCast Live, GeekCast Joe, GeekCast Rye, GeekCast Bass, and GeekCast Nick. Facebookers can find us by searching GeekCast Live. Like the page and join the group. Be sure to look us up on iTunes and leave us a review. Search GeekCast Live. It's the one with the microphone on a blue field. And if you're not the type for social media, look us up at our website, gcl.ninja. That's gcl.ninja. If you want even more pop culture beatdown, check out our podcasting brothers in arms at thisfreakinshow.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the GeekCast Live podcast. This week for our bit of bass, we've got some Fox Stevenson with Radar. Enjoy. Travel.
Just gonna fly right under 